Welcome everybody to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, social distancing, and sheltering in place. My name's Steve. My name's Robert. I'm Warren. My name is Henry. My name's Andrew. And welcome to episode 60. The big six-zero. Holy crap. That's gnarly. Yeah. I don't know if I've done anything 60 times other than like music and smoking cigarettes cool <laughs> yeah cool. 60 it's that milestone it's definitely, it's definitely that makes milestone. an achievement <laughs> makes an achievement man yeah no doubt hopefully, hopefully we're getting a little bit better too <laughs> hopefully hopefully gonna work out the kinks you know i think we've definitely gotten better at the zoom calls it's kind of hard to judge when people are done talking what are we getting better at? See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day we'll get back in and do this in person again. Yeah. Then we, That's we, probably we not too far away. We won't have to talk to each other, though. We have to use the over system. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, radio calls. Over. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, it's the only way to do it without like an awkward pause because there's that delay. So you go like, Oh, okay, okay. Now yeah, we can yeah. talk. Now he's done. Okay. Yeah, we could do like hand signals because we can see each other. <laughs> right. Time out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Delay, so. Time out. Time out. See, it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> what does this one mean? <laughs> hey, take it easy. Hey. That one means we're not friends anymore. <laughs> For all of you listening later, I put out my middle finger. I just wanted. Everyone know that. You think you're so cool. <laughs> so punk rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. got to be the punk rock guy in the band, Andrew. So huh? punk rock. I don't I know, know how, punk rock. I don't know how punk rock you can be over, over like a Zoom type call. Yeah, serious. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's uh, get Todd going on. Yeah. yeah so That's we have an exciting guest tonight. It is Todd Oakland. Um, I want him to actually say how to pronounce it in in the, the Scandinavian tongue himself, but um, he is a keyboard player that plays with the rival sons. And uh, we're excited to find out what else he's uh, been up to and what he's done in the past as well. So let's bring on Todd and talk about what we're drinking. Yeah. What's up? Todd? Todd. Todd. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having yeah. me. Um, so to, to answer your question, uh, my last name, um, well, American, it's uh, Ogren, just say Ogren. But the pronunciation is Ogren, like uh, like uh, uh, It's the same thing Ogren. as the island, Ogland. Uh, <laughs> the Ogland Islands. That's Ulland. when my, fam- my family's from the Ogland Islands. Wait, uh, really? the, yeah, the, the southernmost island there. That's where my family uh, comes from in, uh, in, uh, in Scandinavia. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. We, I don't know what island we're on, but... We play on that island every time we're up there. Oh, no it's way. One of, like, it's one of our favorite, one of my favorite spots to yeah. just be. Yeah, what it's beautiful up there. Is it? It's like Nosby. Nos- Nosby? What is it? It's, um, I don't know. I forget what the town's called. Let's yeah. get Randy on that. Car- Randy? Carlos Randy, Cafe. Is <laughs> Place is Car- Shout out to Carlos Cafe. That's a Carlos Cafe. Wherever Carlos Cafe is. Right on. Hey, Henry, it's nice to meet you virtually, finally, dude. Yeah, it's nice to meet you, too, Todd. It's an honor, honestly. I've been, like, geeking out over your guys' videos for, like, I don't know, at least a couple years now. So it's cool to uh, 
meet virtually. Well, let's, let's, let's talk when you have a few years behind you and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> no, nah, man, but uh, I love your plan, man. Oh, thank you, man. I love yours too. Thanks. Major. Thanks. 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 So, um, 60th episode guys this is exciting yeah man yeah thank you yeah. that's awesome yeah, yeah we've uh we didn't we just started one day and now we're at 60 that's awesome <laughs> and it, like rain or shine i mean no pun intended but like i don't think we've missed a monday you know in at least eight months you know if not yeah. more than that like a year we've been really consistent about the the monday thing too so that's cool you know, yeah. I, I started a, a podcast like during the pandemic. I was just like, you know, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast and it's going to be great and everything. And after like the third week, I started getting really bitter and I'm like, I have nothing good to say at all. So I'm just going to say, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great things to say. You know, it, it, yeah. The consistency is that was the hard part. Yeah. And especially when you're talking to yourself, it's just like, all right, I'm going to make a list of like, you know, the greatest uh, movie villains. I mean, you can only do that for so long and stuff, but you know, I was just like, I've, I gotta, I gotta focus on my, my health, like keeping myself sane instead of talking about the world. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel that. That'll drive you insane. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I think we all took on sort of projects that we gave up on in quarantine. I was playing like a lot more guitar and practicing like guitar a lot more and, Henry was doing a lot more on his Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, like, oh, I'm like gonna a, do this learning like a new guitar solo every day. And like by mid-April, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm like mentally exhausted from doing this. Yeah, this I mean, it's insane. especially if it's going to be forced, though. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I don't like being told what to do regardless. And then it's like, I have to keep a, like a regimen on something. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've, the one thing I can say, I've been like working out like pretty consistently which is like so good for your, your serotonin levels and all that stuff. But yeah. um, uh, other than that, though, I mean, th the latest thing that I've been doing is I've been taking an online course for electrical engineering. Nice. nice. Wow. I don't know why. I mean, it, I always found it fascinating from the substations to like where we get it from our homes and everything. I'm not going to do anything with it. I just want to learn it. I mean, it's not accredited <laughs> or anything like that. It's just like some guy from like, like literally from Pakistan like on the little videos, like this is where it comes from. And then I'm like, all right, <laughs> taking notes and shit. I got, I try, I got to take an exam in like about two weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Got to keep on. Right. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Good time to start that though. Like why not? Yeah. What else am I going to do? I mean, I cannot wait till we start back up again. I mean, dude, I, I have so many questions for you guys just to like, you know, how's it, how's it feel to be playing like, Live shows. How's that? <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing. It's insane. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I remember, like, one of the first ones we did was a private party, and that was when Henry was still out in Maine. Um, so it was just the four of us. And it was, like, the first time that the four of us had played to anybody, let alone just, like, this little private party we mm -hmm. did, which was awesome. Thank you to George Squires. Yeah. Um, and I remember like starting to like tear up during songs that I would never tear up for, you oh, know, like man. it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. an emotional song. It was like, Hey, Hey mama. 
So like I'm looking around and we're all jamming together and I'm like, keep it in, Robert, keep it in. I lost I almost lost it in a couple solos the other night. I was like, Oh my god, this feels so crazy right yeah. now. Like doing this whole thing of like the dynamics building and oh, it's so insane. Cool. So and cool. especially like, you know, when we play like local shows, yeah. we play locally pretty often. And to go from, you know, playing at these places where we have these like consistent gigs and and not seeing the people that are there. And again, like that whole family that is associated with, the, with that and getting to see our, you know, like our our friends and our family come out that like you would see two or three times a week because you're gigging so much and then you haven't seen them for eight months. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, you know, like I used to see you guys all the time. And so, like, you get to start to slowly see everybody's coming back to shows. And that family of friends and people that we see all the time starts to come back. And that's totally awesome, especially for me because I'm the talker and I feel like I just talk to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else in the band goes straight to the back and we don't talk to anybody. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm usually the the one that starts talking to everyone. Like anytime that like I play a gig and stuff, I'm talking to the like all the stagehands, like the security, the bartenders, managers, promoters. Like I just I have like a a tried and true method. It's called you got to network to get work. You know, yeah, and totally. You, always have to talk to people and always just put your 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 best foot forward because if you don't i mean you're it's just wasted opportunity i think unless yeah. you're completely yeah. shit face don't suggest that and i've <laughs> oh my god we've all been there too yeah, yeah I've, i i've had uh, so many embarrassing moments and we can get into that later <laughs> yeah what are we what are we uh, what are we currently drinking gentlemen steve uh, i was drinking an iced coffee because uh I was really tired, and now it's gone. So I'm. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go get some more while you guys talk about what you're drinking. We're off to a great start. This sounds yeah, fantastic. Just goes down so smooth, you know. When when it's not hot, and you don't burn your tongue. I have to have my <laughs> okay, coffee. Okay, well, we're gonna have coffee. Are you drinking coffee? He's got that McDonald's, the Devil McDonald's hot. Oh jeez, yeah, the burn your. Right burn your soul out (laughs) Robert what are you drinking Uh, I am drinking beer but I'm bearded out so uh, I'm drinking Jack Daniels but I'm not drinking my normal Jack Daniels Um, this is a single barrel Jack Daniels which uh, I got from (laughs) (laughs) yes except when I tell you what I put in it everyone's going to be upset at me Um, and uh, I was drinking it on the rocks before I got on here, and I was like, nah, let's try some stuff out. I usually like trying interesting concoctions. And so I'm using a grapefruit soda water. Huh. And I didn't know how it was going to turn out, and it's pretty damn good. Okay. I think I just like anything as long as there's Jack Daniels in it. So it really doesn't matter. It's, um, it's kind of it's like a tropical um, old-fashioned. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly go. what I it like is. That. I like that. It's a... I'm not even Todd Todd Bacol. Todd. <laughs> there you go. Like an ointment. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm drinking that, and uh, it's refreshing. And Let's, I'm going to probably have to make another one at some point during this podcast. Warren, I am drinking a tall can of Modelo. It was the a only beer uh, that I had in the fridge. 
<laughs> do, you, do you normally get tall cans? No, actually, uh, <laughs> Enoch brought this over. I, he, I gave him a bass lesson. He, he came over and uh, he brought nice. a, a couple of, you get you them in a three pack, so there's always three. And we yeah. had one, and uh, this is the leftover one. So shout out to Enoch. <laughs> what about you, Todd? What are you drinking? Well, I'm uh, guys. I w- I'm doing the sober October thing. So do it. We support um, it. Um, yeah. So I'm doing the Tony Stark thing. I got water with uh, chlorophyll in it. Um, good for the blood flow. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, but if I wasn't, if I was going to be on or off, is it off the off the wagon? Um, I would be drinking like tequila mixed, um, like with a little bit of ice or vodka or whiskey or beer <laughs> <laughs> whatever's on the cart <laughs> pretty much pretty much talking about chlorophyll more like chlorophyll for some reason I, I i always get chlorophyll and chloroform mixed up god that's a very dangerous uh, thing to get mixed up yeah i was yeah. kind of confused like, at first i didn't hear it correctly and i thought you were making a joke and i was like oh chlorophyll i was like, like that can't be healthy for you do? oh wait oh wait it's plants i'm drinking chlorophyll <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Doesn't sound very good for you. Are you sure you're off the wagon? It's like, oh, I stopped wrong, drinking alcohol, but yeah. I was drinking Chlor. just doesn't work anymore the way that it one used to. One of them's really so, good. Uh, one of them's really bad. It's always a toss-up. You never know which one you're getting. You're either gonna feel really good, or you're gonna pass out. Those fucking s- syllables <laughs> and dyslexia. <laughs> fucking dyslexia and syllables. No, what what does that do? Uh, what what is the uh, Chlorophyll is supposed to <laughs> don't take um, chloroform, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's good for your digestion. Uh, it's better for your blood flow through your body. Um, it has like um, anti carcinogens in it and stuff. But it's basically plant synthesis, like you know how the the plants absorb energy from like yeah, yeah. Uh, light and stuff. But, photosynthesis. Uh, photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Plant synthesis. Plant synthesis. But- you know what the fuck you're talking right? about. Jesus. Yeah. Damn, guys. It's the first time. I'm either. nervous. <laughs> Was this the Bill Knight podcast? <laughs> so, did, how do you get, how do you get your, how do you get it in your water? Um, it comes with a little bottle and little, oh, yeah. little droplets. Yeah. Oh, cool. You can nice. get it at like Mother's or something like that. Like they'll yeah. sell GNC, nice. Walmart, or, or any sort of like vitamin place. You I had a feeling Henry was going to understand this better than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> It just seems like something Henry I, would already know about. He'd be I like, think "Oh yeah, I totally." Probably take a, a, maybe I take more like supplements than the other guys in the group because I take like turmeric and uh, mastic gum for my uh, stomach. Yeah, stuff like that. So I take like fourteen supplements a day. Wow. Okay. Get yeah. yoked. Yeah, you try. No, I know what you mean. What's that? I said I know what you mean. I'm just kidding. What other uh, kind of stuff do you take? Uh, let's see. I do the um, like uh, fish oil. Um, yeah, I've done that before. It's uh, it's so good. Um, let's see what else. Folic acid. Um, uh, my, oh my god. Let me look over here real quick. What do I got here? Maca. Um, nice. Oh my god. Selenium. Okay. Um, oh. I've taken that before. There's a bunch. Hold on. I don't I, know why. I mean, I can I can go into the whole thing. I mean, if you're really interested, 
Um, I think uh, when I got deep into it at some point, you can't tell exactly what anything is doing. And then when you feel good, you're so afraid of rocking the boat and fucking it up. That you're like, <laughs> I have to just keep taking these for the rest of my life now because I feel good. Yeah, dude. It's, and it could have right. to do with anything. Okay, what you got? Vitamin D, B12, uh, ashwagandha, maca, folic acid, zinc, fenugreek. Um, and there's... Uh, some other ones too, um, the fish oil, multivitamin, and uh, also do chlorophyll and collagen. That's nice. good, man. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I got like a bunch of stomach issues and everything from like over drinking, and you know I'm not getting any younger, so I got to like supplement stuff. And I'm a pale, freckled, bald dude, so I don't get do well in the sun. So I got to take that vitamin D. D, not the D, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting that daily dose. Uh, Henry, what are you drinking? Um, I wanted to treat myself, since it is my birthday weekend, with uh, one of my favorites. So this is a North Coast Prankster. Oh, yeah. oh that's really good. I like Belgian that. Style golden Ale. Yeah, that's a good nice. beer. Um, I just, yeah, I was just in... Uh, the liquor store by my house and I saw that they had it cause they've got a pretty cool rotating selection of craft stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll get some prankster nurse the hangover from the weekend of drinking. When's your birthday? <laughs> uh, it was on Friday. Oh, happy belated birthday, brother. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was, a, it was definitely a very memorable time. <laughs> very good. Nice dude. Couldn't have asked for a better one. Well, yeah, you could. I could have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but given the given this the the uh, circumstances, it's a little difficult to ask for much more than uh, basically what happened, which was getting to actually play a show, which is a lot to ask nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So that was a great way to kick off. Uh, what are you drinking, Andrew? I'm drinking a Raz Cranberry LaCroix. Nice. You crazy. <laughs> you, cra- you crazy. Raz. That's one of my favorites by them. I gotta, can can yeah. I ask you guys as, as a band question? Because do you guys have like, like when you're like playing a bunch of string of shows together and everything, do you guys like to have like favorite movies that you like to quote that is just random? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think I quote, we yeah we yeah. quote everything all the time. I quote a lot of Jurassic Park. The, the one that uh, is really weird that we quote all the time is Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> for some reason, don't ask me why. Like Robert will just throw out some random Mrs. Doubtfire quote. This is for the podcast listeners. Now we're letting the real secrets out here. But uh, some like random uh, Robin Williams quote will just fly out of his mouth. I'm like. Mrs. Doubtfire, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> I always look at Andrew when I say Mrs. Doubtfire stuff because he'll get it, and I'll just say it. I'll be like, hmm, ah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, because that was like such a uh, movie when we were kids and stuff like that. So yeah, it's still it's my favorite movie. Right the other one yeah. I think of is uh, is Walk Hard. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. story. You don't want none, none of this, do we? Yeah. <laughs> it turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. The wrong kid, I some of that cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've been chopped in half, I realize how easy it is to chop someone in half with a machete. 
I need an army of didgeridoos. <laughs> of course, yeah, you're my yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, I pointed at you in the front like, row. Hear that? Uh, Do you guys have quotes that you guys quote on the road? Um, I mean, we 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 ran like the random like uh, like. I'm usually the guy that does all the movie quotes. Everyone else is a little bit more serious. I'm like, like the goofy one. Like, you know, hey, I got this thing. They're like, okay, Todd. Like, I'm just the dumb joke guy and stuff. Um, but um, it's like we usually just like we, we try to come up stuff with like on, on the whim of like, you know, play on words kind of stuff, being ironic, like in the situation or whatever. Um, but uh, I'm not sure what they did before I started playing with them. Because when I, when I first started playing with the guys, I, I didn't really get the, uh, the, the I would, didn't understand the camaraderie of it. And then I just like kind of inflicted it on everyone. And then by like the second year, you know, they, they were like, oh, they're laughing at my jokes now. <laughs> when you really know you've made it. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that pain, Todd. <laughs> and this is evidence right here. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's hilarious. Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stake your claims in yeah. some way, shape, or form. You gotta keep so. trying because eventually it's gonna work. Exactly. Eventually you'll figure <laughs> out the little pockets of humor that exist. You'll get yeah, Betsy to crack a smile one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, like when I, I tell like a stupid joke or whatever, they, they just go like, "Oh man." <laughs> and that, that's a laugh to me. Yeah, that's yeah, just like good for sure. You just embarrassed them with a dad joke. They're like, "Okay, that was kind of funny." <laughs> Warren Warren always has the best. Warren always has the best dad jokes. Yeah. And I crack up at every single one of them, and most people don't. And they Warren, I'm, I'm your new best friend, stupid. buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, as long as I laugh, like sometimes I'll say it and kind of laugh to myself, and everybody's like. What? That's like not that funny. I'm like, I thought it was funny. Like I laughed. I had a good time. I thought I'd do but, that. Yeah, I guess I'd Ro- do that too funny. then. Robert will catch a couple random ones. But then Andrew is definitely like if I quote something, Andrew always picks it up first. We do like, I'll do like a lot of like Simpsons, old Simpsons yeah. quotes or you guys know South the Simpsons Park. South Park stuff. And he picks up on it like instantly, so it's always nice. But I think we all kind of have a like that kind of goofiness to I don't think anybody really takes us at themselves too seriously you know what I mean we're all kind of joking with each other and we all have our own little pockets of humor and shit so yeah. pretty fun that's I, awesome. I get I get the family guy quotes more than the Simpsons quotes <laughs> I think yeah. I've gotten most of my jobs in life from getting other people's quotes so I'm really good at it at this point like the only reason I got the job like doing the YouTube stuff or like working on a YouTube channel was because I just got my boss's Simpsons references there you go I think one of the 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 fun, the one joke that I that I, I tell I'm gonna probably fuck this up that uh, I told that no one got any laughs except um, uh, Josh Homme um, um, and my lack of my lack of knowledge of Greek literature is my Achilles elbow. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. 
really mad at you. Like, Green Lantern is very serious, Todd. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, awesome. man. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> when Josh Homme's telling you to lighten up. Uh, oh, he no, he he was uh, he no, he just laughed at stuff. He was like, he's a pretty funny dude. Um, we were we were on a um, on like a the like a summer festival run, and we were opening up for them uh, on a like a handful of shows. And the first time that we met him, I was just like, I'm a huge fan, right? And I was, I was this is cool. Like, there's John. He was like, oh man, that's a great beard. Like, the beard is always like a, a, a like a fucking you know <laughs> ice breaker, right? Yeah. And so. Um, I just walk into the dressing room. He's like, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" Blah 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 blah. And then he goes, "Hey," and Josh Homme's like, "Hey, can 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 I take a picture with you?" I was like, "Yeah, I tell you, of course." He's like, "But I want you to be over top of my head and drape your beard like it's my hair." I was like, "Of course." <laughs> I don't know where that picture's at. I gotta find it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes if anyone. <laughs> If we actually find it later. Oh, man. That's hilarious. That's and that was like the first thing you guys did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's introduction. Nice you. Can you get on my yeah. shoulders and take a picture of like, your beard is my hair? Yeah, I think his like, daughter took the picture or something. How about the little guy? <laughs> You're his toupee. Purple toupee. <laughs> awesome. Well, before usually we would get into uh, Henry's history lesson right now, um, but I do want people that are watching or listening to understand kind of who you are, Todd, because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I made that clear when I did the introduction. I've seen a couple of questions about who the hell is this person. Um, <laughs> not because you're not visibly a recognizable person, just because I think people don't know. So um, we met Todd when we were out on the road for a slew of shows with the rival sons and Todd is the keyboard player, dynamically um, moving person of a band called the rival sons, um, which we are, are honored to call our friends. Um, and we've gotten to share the stage with them multiple times. And it's always just a learning experience because <laughs> I remember when we were, we were on those shows with you, I w- it was out on the East coast. And every night we would just be watching your whole show being like, okay, all right. Yeah. That's, that's how you do that better. It was like okay. taking, it you was know, like taking like a, taking a free masterclass, man. Like, oh, dude, cause you guys are just so like, so consistent and bring it every fucking show. And it's just like shit that you might not even think is like humanly possible. You know, that is just like, nope, that's what we do night in, night out. You know? And it's yeah. just absolutely well, I, thrilling. I, I appreciate I appreciate that uh, that compliment, guys. Um, yeah, the um, I've been with the band for almost seven years now, and um, uh, how it all st- should I go into like how it started? Yes, yes. I was going to ask you that, and you yeah. did yourself, so that's awesome. Okay, so uh, what happened was um, in 2014, uh, Rival Sons released a record called "The Great Western Valkyrie." Um, and for those who are listening, doesn't know Rival Sons. Rival Sons is a rock and roll band from Long Beach, California, and uh, they started in like 2009. And so this record, Great Western Valkyrie, it was um, it was pretty heavy on keys, more than, like than usual. Um, the late great Ike yeah. Owens played on it. 
Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, he was doing his own thing. He was going out on the road with uh, Jack White at the time. And so I got a call from the, um, from the drummer, Mike Miley. And I was living in New York, New York City at the time. And he said, like, hey, we, do you still play keys? Because we were on different coasts and stuff. I was living, I met him in L.A. And then I moved to New York. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, listen, we're like auditioning uh, keyboard players. He goes, why don't you come out? So like on my own dime, I was like, well, yeah, let's do it. He goes, it's like, what should I learn? He goes, just learn everything. <laughs> I was like, well, can you narrow it down just for a <laughs> yeah. little bit? I mean, this, I got like like three weeks, you know, and I want a good impression. And uh, at the time, I didn't have like any pro like gear, gear, gear. I was living in a 300 square foot apartment. And everything was in storage, like down south. And Steve, you would appreciate this. I brought a fucking M Audio yes, controller, dude. A three octave. Steve's like, yeah, with a three octave M Audio one. Yeah. And I'm like running a uh, main stage. Oh, it's, it's the best, <clears throat> so, man. It, 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 it worked. Toss it, it in your thing. backpack. Yeah. So um, so I flew out, and um. Had the like had the audition, and then the second day had another like the another rehearsal, and then the third day they were just like, "Okay, man, it's like you got the gig," and uh, we're going to be playing a show in three days at Sayers Club, in uh, in LA for mm -hmm. a record release show, and then two weeks I was later, there. you were. I was there. That's awesome. That's cool. That was a that was that was pretty that was a pretty fun night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so then like two weeks later, um, I was in Paris playing for um, the uh, the show called La Grand Journal. Um, it's like a it's like a news and like entertainment live act kind of stuff. Uh, it's pretty well known. And then um, then my first gig, like first proper gig, you know, um, was opening up for Aerosmith in um, Helsinki at a, in like an arena. And, uh, you know, I paid my dues, though, because when I first got the gig, you know, we, we were still like, you know, sharing hotel rooms and, you know, we were like it was low, low budget, like not low, low budget, but it was like less than it is now. Mm -hmm. And I was like teching my own gear. I was um, at one point I was teching Mike Miley's drum set. I was setting up the, uh, the stage, helping out with that, breaking it down breaking down the dressing room, loading up the trailer, all of it. Like, that was my thing. But then, you know, you start progressing and everything, and, you know, stuff gets better and everything, and then you get your own tech, and, you know, you start flexing out. And um, it's been a learning experience uh, for me just to, like, see these guys that are so proficient in their, in their instrument and having um, one of the, the best rock and roll singers on the planet and the work ethic that everyone puts in, um, when it comes down to it, it's all about the music. And everyone plays very, very well and is very proficient on their instrument, and which made me a better player. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been an awesome ride, and I'm just I can't wait I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah. Freak it out! Freak it out, man! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. How much did you guys have booked, and then how much of it just went away overnight? Like, at what stages? Because you know. It was always for us for a second. What is this coming back? Is this coming back? Well, we're still going to leave yeah. it up until oh, it officially we'll be fine gets canceled. For September, probably. And then it gets yeah. canceled. You know what I mean? And then this is still up. And then, okay, 
no more touring for 2020, you know? We, so we how had, did that happen for you guys? We had um, a tour booked for April to like <laughs> mid-late May, <clears throat> and then a summer tour from June to August, and then that was opening up for Aerosmith and doing summer festivals. And then we had a month off and we had a fall tour planned in the States. And then we had a winter um, tour in um, back in Europe. And then there was also talks about different countries hitting different territories. And yeah, they just, just went away. I mean, the, the Aerosmith one got postponed to 2021. Mm. But um, yeah, dude, it was like we're hanging on a thread and then we're yep. like, well, maybe like the end, like the the spring tour could be moved to the summer if things open up. And we started like, you know, reserving like the venues just in case. But yeah, you know, and it just sucks though because it's like, did you guys get to a point where you're just like, I just forget what that life is about, just playing music in front of people. At one point, you're just like, this I don't even recognize that life anymore. Yeah, like yeah. Is, like are we going to do that again, or are we? Is is now this a different thing? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, if you get like a cold sometimes, like you know, like your left nostril gets stuffed up. But like I don't, this is never going away. This is my life now. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up three days later and you can breathe, and you're like, oh, has this ever happened before? <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever been able to breathe through both? Okay. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, my but, girlfriend, I was in a good mood today. My girlfriend literally was like, what's different? Like, what happened? She's like, oh, you actually got to play music. You're being a nice person again. And I'm like, is that what it's been this whole time? <laughs> For the past seven months? Yeah. Is that what you've been being a dick all this time? That's funny. It's, it's unconscious too, man. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I know like, you know, musicians, friends that are like, you know, in deep depressions right now. Yeah. And they're just like, I just can't get out of it. It's just like, because this is what we do as artists, yeah. we need to express ourselves, you know? And there's, oh, I mean, I mean, I know you, Steve, you've been like putting out your, um, your solo stuff, which is awesome, by the way. Thanks. Man. Um, listen to it all. Um, I know you just released something recently. Yeah. Um, been, Good stuff, man. Been doing the Tuesdays and Thursday releases on uh, on my Patreon page and stuff. It's killer, great. man. So, yeah, new new music twice a week. Didn't you release man. your 10th solo record, the solo piano record? Um, so it, I just released on seven. Spotify. It was volume seven. Volume eight's already up on my Patreon and has been up since the beginning of September. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm going to do nine and ten probably after the podcast tonight because um, I, don't, I don't have anything scheduled for tomorrow's post and i'm like uh like should i post about the podcast but then like i can't because of the way i do things i can't make it a paid post and like that's helping pay my rent thank you to all my wonderful patrons out there but um yeah no it's it's been fun man it's been really cool doing that and like lighting that fire under my ass of like you have to deliver you still have deadlines even if they're self-imposed you know because i was going crazy for a little bit like first couple weeks like before i decided to do that and commit to it um and it's definitely a shift man but you know it's uh it has been nice i've worked a lot with warren and henry just on you know my own stuff and a couple tunes from other people that you know i've produced along the way and stuff and and uh, it's nice to be doing music every day, even if it's not in front of people. But it's definitely a complete shift. And missing that energy is like 
Yeah. Oh, it sucks. But, devastating. Yeah. Honestly. It's honestly devastating. Because yeah, like, you, you don't realize the energy that you're getting from yeah. the people that you're playing for. Well, because and, you, like, I, I feel like you in the beginning when we were doing, like, we did a couple live streams and we were doing, like, you know, a, a thing for you know, everybody who asked, you know, but, yeah. and there was, there was always something weird about it because I was like, we played together, you know, in Steve's living room, but I'm not getting, yeah, like, that's, like I'm not getting what I'm normally getting when I play. Yeah. Like playing together, which I love that, you know, we've been able to, to do that uh, as, as much as we have through this, through this time um, because we live so close and we've been around each other, you know, in a van for up until it happened and then, you know, kept our circle small and stuff but uh that's only half the energy of the of the experience yeah i guess i i didn't and i'm sure a lot of us didn't really realize like how impactful that other half of the energy is until it's gone and i know i took it for granted yeah and you know. i was just about to say Steve, yeah. that um when we get back into it it's like i'm never taking the, i mean yeah. I, I may have take, took it a little bit for granted not all the time, but it's like, I will never, ever do that again. Yeah. Never. You know, I've always been thankful every time I get to go on stage and play for people, no matter what size or anything, but I will thank my fucking lucky stars. And um, I'm sorry if I'm cursing too much. Nah, um, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> you're <good. laughs> fucking, fucking go for it, man. Cock balls. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, fuck. <laughs> we, we've had we've had Brett Moline on this podcast, and he's done he much. Doesn't stop. <laughs> the Getty Facebook's gonna get mad at us. Yeah, <laughs> not really. That's uh, yeah, but totally. Just like going, oh my god, like you know, this could just go away like overnight somehow, you know. Yeah. And uh, who knows what the future looks like? But every chance you get to do it, it's like this might go away next month. I don't know. Right. But, yeah, we might get like crazy again, and they'll shut everything down yeah. again. You know, so I, I, yeah. I feel like I've conditioned myself just from the first month of this to like every five minutes something crazy happening and having like a mini panic attack. So my brain is in this state of constant like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, like every five minutes or something. You know, yeah, it's it's not fun, but <laughs> no, I think we evolved on that in some right, right, it's, for sure. Just like your whole uh, way of life is sort of put into question. It's like, is this even a thing you can do anymore? Yeah. Like, well, and also on 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 that point too. Like, you know, God bless the people that book these tours and stuff, man. Like, right. We were, you know, we're talking a lot with with our European tour manager uh, and booking agent Manny Montana um, in the early days, and he was like, "Okay, cool," like you know this is happening. Like we're going to reschedule and he must've rescheduled our tour and dates, you know, five, six times. And then just, yeah. and it's, yeah. you know, it's everybody that's involved, you know, not just, not just the musicians, but the, the clubs, like, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh rock sound and Bart in Barcelona, uh, closed yeah, their doors I heard about that. and stuff. No yeah. way. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. So, they're they're that, moving to a new location though. Oh, they are. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's a move. It's not a. Uh, oh, okay. They're gone for good. <clears throat> oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit, those guys are incredible. Just uh, just Barcelona news for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. and, yeah, but, and the other thing that like is is interesting is like 
like how Andrew said, like it, it, and like, like even the next day after you've played music, like you feel like you wake up and you're like, Oh, like I had, I did what I'm supposed to do. I had a sense of pur- purpose. Like your next day feels epic because you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah. And like having all of that sort of stuff and like knowing every weekend, you know, if we're local and we're not touring, we're going to be playing shows and we canceled. I mean, we had our whole entire every weekend booked until Europe and then Europe was 60 dates or whatever. And it was like just knowing each time that like, Oh, the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and like Sunday, like we're going to be gigging and you get, it's like, it just makes you feel like you have a sense of purpose and like, and, and just the feeling is incredible, but like just building up to the moment. And like, sometimes like we'll go play a bar show and I still, every now and then before any show I play, I still get like the nervousness feeling. And in some cases, maybe it lasts longer for, you know, whatever show, but even sometimes I'll drive, like when we were playing the Marine room in like Laguna, tiny little dive bar, like I'll be driving there and for like five minutes, I'll get those like little butterflies. Like, yeah. And I kind of like, I get excited about that. I'm like, Oh, like there's something inside of me that is creating that, like that, like it's just a otherworldly, like, you know, as a musician, like we all, have that and it's like it's hard to describe you know it's like it's crazy i think you you described it great warren (laughs) (laughs) it's what we live for we live for the thrill of the whole thing like that's our thing and and for the um you know uh the fans too like you know the music lovers out there that just want to go i mean dude when you hear something funny my uh um a buddy of mine, he, um, his parents, they have like a little practice room, like outside of their house and stuff. And they did it up great. We used to practice there back in the day, like when I was in hardcore bands and stuff. Like, so his dad plays drums and they have like a beautiful backyard. So they invited me over to their place for like a weekend. And his dad is all into Rush and stuff. And he has this massive fucking like drum set. And then he goes, hey, man, this is what I'm working on. So I listened to like three Rush songs. I thought I was at a concert. I'm like, yeah, oh my God. I'm not even drinking. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was like my first concert since March that I saw live. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just my friend's dad playing Rush. That's so (laughs) awesome, man. But I mean, it's just like that energy, man. Oh my God. No one really pissed me off. I was watching. um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I just feel like. It'd be, it'd be great to have a new segment on this podcast and it's just, you know what, no, it really pisses me off. off. <laughs> and you come in on every episode and just we, you say it and then you leave again. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll just pop in like, you know, like uh, I'll just like be like, no, it pisses me off and I'll say something and leave. But anyway, no, <laughs> yeah. it pisses me off. I was watching uh, the new Star Trek reboot, which I think is phenomenal. And then I think it was on the third installment where they're playing um, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, to like blow up everything in the future, and then and someone and I forget who it was. Maybe it was Scotty. Who goes, is this music little old fashioned for me? But it sounds good. I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> little <laughs> you? What the fuck, you Abrams? I'm like, oh my god, I it can never come to that. Guess see, I got it in my own mind. But you know, what, you know what else pisses me off is um, I'm not looking forward to anyway. Is when we get back on the road and hearing everyone's fucking COVID story. Like I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna, yeah, I am yeah, building yeah. up like boundaries <laughs> and stuff, being like, oh yeah, well my COVID story is this that, and like you know what, bro, 
or madam, go fuck yourself because I, we all we've all had it. We've yeah, all yeah. had the same story. I don't want to hear it. Let's just continue moving forward and try to put this black cloud behind us. Yeah. You know. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, Anywho, that's my COVID story, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> mine's really good. It's really yeah. good. It's, it's different than all the other ones. I promise. You'll never, it's you'll really never good. guess what happened. So, so, I, I, could, walked out like, I couldn't leave my house for a little. Oh man, it was fucking yeah. Man, it was so terrible. I had to get Dude, all my groceries yeah. delivered. You know, to try to stay oh, safe. Oh, toilet papers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the toilet paper. You reminded me about the toilet paper. Let me tell you about it. I couldn't get toilet paper for a week. I, I had to barter. Uh... Well, so so fun, funny story about the toilet paper. I I, I unintentionally uh, totally lucked out with that because when all the toilet paper was gone, I've I've been ordering toilet paper from Amazon, like as a subscription. So right. every Every like eight weeks, I get another box of like you know eighty six rolls of toilet paper, and I forgot to cancel it before we went on our last tour. So I got home and there's like four cases of toilet paper that have come in over the time that we've been gone. And your neighbors thought you were that asshole. Oh, dude! So that first that first week of COVID, no joke. Uh, one of one of my friends at before the the Wayfair closed and stuff closed down completely we were there and she was like oh fuck like toilet paper is like flying off the shelves like i have some chickens in my backyard so like here's some fresh eggs like just looking to trade for some toilet paper and we bartered fresh eggs for toilet paper and it was great and i gave her like two, i love two the barter system stuff. and i was like oh, i shit, love I the barter system it's great i love i mean it, I, so I think good. steve gave me some toilet paper at the beginning of that whole quarantine thing i Same tried here. to give you some toilet paper last night but you wouldn't take it really yeah, I threw you a roll. It's okay. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you know <laughs> no, it's going to be great. Like, I don't know if where, where you guys grew up or anything, but like, I well, grew up talk the, about it. Where'd you grow up? I grew up on the East Coast um, in um, in southern New Jersey, right outside of Philly. And every October 30th, we call it Mischief Night. Some call it Devil's Night. Some call it, you know, <clears throat> something else that I'm not sure. But anyway, you get like the toilet paper and you throw it on the trees and you put throw eggs at the house or yeah. whatever, like really stupid stuff, right? So what I what I propose, gentlemen, is we get um, all the toilet paper that we can possibly find and trigger everyone with us throwing toilet paper at the houses and be like, we don't care. <laughs> 2020 and like you know just to piss people off i don't know make a song make a ballad of it yeah oh just it's shoot it all ballad. shoot it all high frame rate and stuff so it's all you know <laughs> get those fucking like smoke sticks and flares and shit and... <laughs> we'll bring That's in jj great. abrams man yeah, and just yeah, <laughs> yeah. You throw in that tp we'll i just, didn't know we'll you just can't <laughs> fucking wipe your leather cheerio you know, just <laughs> oh my god, I love leather Cheerio. <laughs> Fuck, can we just so make turn. leather it's Cheerio like, T-shirts? Sorry, oh, so guys, Sorry. <laughs> it's like it's like min it's like midnight thirty here almost. <laughs> Man, oh, that's hilarious. Um, I have a I have a question for you. Um, so you've been with Rival Sons for. 
for seven years now. Yep. What were you doing before you entered that world? What was uh, what was happening in your life before well, that, and how did you actually meet Mike Miley in L.A.? Okay. Well, before I moved to L.A., um, I had a studio right outside of Philly, uh, my own recording studio, and basically I was like the demo guy. Like all the local bands and stuff used to come to me because I undercut everyone. This is before the time everyone had like laptops and whatnot. And so I just recorded local bands in like little clubs in and around Philly, New York, um, Baltimore and stuff. And then I decided to move to uh, L.A. just to get a change of scenery, sold all my gear, moved out there. And then I was in a band called Palo Alto. Um, <laughs> right uh, Steve leaves. Steve <laughs> is from Palo Alto. <laughs> born, born and raised. Well, the, the band was called Palo Alto. I mean, yeah, yeah. like one of the guys, I, I'll, uh, I'll uh, recap this in a minute. He's coming back in a minute. He's coming back. He's coming back. Um, so it's back. like we were based in uh, in L.A. Um, I was telling Steve, you're real quick. They were saying before I uh, got into the scene with uh, Rival Sons, yeah. I was had my own studio in Philly playing around the, the area. Then I moved to uh, L.A. and played in a band called Palo Alto. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> deja vu so so henry i was uh in philly i was playing shows for a little bit and then uh then i moved to la and then i played in this band called palo alto andrew i used to play like i had this uh studio in philly <laughs> i can't you know believe you guys let me go for that long you know what's you know i was, really, was kind of seeing what you were gonna say i was, I was like uh i know what he's doing you know what's really funny about Anyways, that so, todd is that the when palo I was, alto was up uh, was kind of like um, in that whole era of like you know Radiohead. You were in a band called. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Todd, I don't don't make it say it again. I've just, it again. just a quick interjection, but <laughs> yeah. when when I when I, I moved back to, before I, I started I playing, the past, so I felt bad, so I had to give you another call back. <laughs> so they sound like Radiohead. Yeah, it sounded sound like a little bit like yeah. a Radiohead U2 kind of thing and stuff. And I played keys and guitar, sang backup and whatnot. The name changed to Golden State. Uh, then we just toured around a little bit. And we actually, this is funny, we were on tour with Candlebox. Nice. And on the bill was Candlebox, Golden State, Rival Sons. <laughs> what? So we played, really? we played two shows with them. Um, uh, right when they're starting out, and then um, I was, and I met Mike Miley, like you know, through the scene in LA, and uh, we'd exchange numbers and stuff. And then I was just like, I can't stand LA anymore. It's just not for me. It was like the sun, too much sunshine was giving me depression. So uh, I moved to moved to New York and was there for like eight years. But um, what were you yeah, doing was, those eight years in New York? I was um, a studio guy. And I also was a production manager for a bunch of different clubs, nice. you know, um, just working the scene, nightclubs and whatnot, opened up a few bars, I, not me personally, like for other people. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, I was just doing that and playing music, working in clubs. Nice. Yeah, man. And then um, uh, that's when I got the, the call from uh, Rival Sons and stuff. But before that whole thing, I grew up, with um my brother was a jazz drummer or he is a jazz drummer and um like me my brother and my 
two brothers and my sister, we had like a little cover band and like we played around like this is like when we we're like 12, 10, wow. 11, 12 years old and right. like 4-H fairs and like, you know, little gym auditoriums. And then uh, my brother and I started a band. We were called Without Warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Nice. Played bass in that. And it was just like, and then, uh, yeah, just, and then I, and like right around when I was 19, I got into like the punk rock scene, like the New Jersey and Philadelphia hardcore scene. Nice. And uh, played guitar in that. And, you know, had a green mohawk at one point and shaved it all, had um, all my hair off and like leather and all that stuff, got into fights and being stupid. What 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 was what was the most notable band of that era that you were uh, in? Uh, you mean the hardcore band? Yeah, yeah. That I played in, or like in that time? No, no, the one that you played in. Uh, I was in a band called, <laughs> <laughs> called Forsaken Existence. Yes, oh, yes. Um, That's all I was hoping for. And um, yeah, it was actually it's it was a it's a pretty tight knit scene. Um, you know that the whole scene and stuff, and there was like. Me and my, my buddy Danny, um, it was uh, he was the drummer, and our boy uh, Dwayne was in it, Frank and Jay. And then um, we just played like a bunch of stuff, but there was like a bunch of other bands that were pretty like well known today, like uh, like Hatebreed and um, Candiria, nice. um, mm-hmm. like all these like crazy like, mathy types of bands and stuff. And, um, but then I was like, fuck this. Uh, I went to school. So I went to school for recording engineering, yeah, um, dude. down at fucking full scamp. I mean, full sale. <laughs> um, and, uh, that's what I got my, so I went to Lars. What was it? What's that? Did you go to full sale in Florida or did you actually, yeah. there a campus down there? So you went down to Florida for school. That's awesome. Yeah. There's like yeah. a pocket of people who were actually good that came out of there, but it's like a weird, you know. Dude, it's a it's basically a, it's a cash grab for that organization. I mean, you it you get as much as you you put into it. I mean, that goes so much with like life. Every music school. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like I just got my associates. It was like a one year program. You know, it's like fast track because you you went there like eight hours a day, but it was like in four hour increments from like nine to one or one oh, to yeah. five, five to nine, nine to one. And like in the morning and stuff, here's a there class, was like, here's just... a lab. You know, yeah, exactly. Get, get on some gear. Exactly. I, I did the same thing yeah. at the uh, LA recording school back right in like, on. Two, 2008. And I think the fact that I, I lived in my car, like in their parking lot and yeah. stuff was, was the best thing because I had access to the, to the facilities the whole time. So just being able to work on the gear and book out your own lab time and stuff was great. But that's awesome. Didn't learn much like in the classes themselves, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's. I mean, some people are auditory learners. Some yeah. are like the hands-on, or some are visual. You know, I'm more of the hands-on yeah, kind too. of thing. You know, I think most people are anyway. Keyboard players. Well, and man. especially especially <laughs> for recording too. Like, you know, you can sit in a classroom and like talk about what it's like to work with a band and track stuff. But to yeah. like actually get in the room and do it is so much. It's yeah. like not even doesn't even really translate. I, I also I went to MI um, and I did the recording thing up there too. Um, so and it was like the same thing. Some of the classes were like, I get that there's a class for this, but like if you don't have talent in you know like in the booth, 
it's not really, you know, it's a very hands-on sort of thing. Like, it's not like a, and, and there are things, you know, there's things that can be like by like a book or whatever, you know, if you really want to get into like mics and, and all that sort of stuff, there's tons of obviously technical stuff, but yeah, something like recording, I feel like is definitely more hands-on, especially like working on like a big desk and all that sort of crap. It's like, yeah, dude. I mean, let's face it in this day and age right now, I mean, if you're not going to be like a chemical engineer, a doctor or, or something in like, you know, the, the sciences or whatever, you can learn everything online. I mean, yeah. that's basically, I mean, anything that you want to do, I'm learning electrical engineering doesn't mean I'm actually going to do it, but I can, I'm learning, get the basis of it. And if I can, if I can learn that someone can learn, you know, you know, recording engineering, oh, yeah. you know, it's totally, you put, you put tutorial in the search bar after, you know, whatever you want to look for Anything. on YouTube. <laughs> And it's there, man. It's it's brilliant, dude. I, I fucking love that shit. What I what I instead of paying the tuition for the school, I should have took out the loan anyway. Bought a bunch of gear and interned at a studio because I had to do that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you just rent, yeah, just rent your gear to the studio. Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I ended up interning after I went to school. And it sucked doubly bad because everyone treated me like I didn't know anything anyways, even though I did know everything already. And I was already like better at music than everyone there, but I was still treated like an entry-level person. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Well, that's, <laughs> so, that's, another, that's another good point, right? I, I was just about when it comes into this business and everything, you know, anyone can learn, be like the best at anything. It doesn't matter what it is, whether you're a musician, producer, what have you. But if you don't have the right attitude and stuff, you're only going to get so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like, yeah. that's, it's, it's the, the connections you make, how you treat people. Um, if you can, as, as long as you're hygienic, at, uh, for uh, like at least a little bit, you, you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Showers know? at least every three to four days. Yeah. Don't, don't go yeah. a whole week. Where was that one venue teeth. where we had to like request that the sound guy took a shower or something? So oh, that was a writer oh, now. Oh, yeah, no, we, we chose it. To, now that our uh, yeah. uh, sound people have to take showers before yeah. they show up. <laughs> no I think, I think the, the, the literal verb, <laughs> the verbiage that I used on it was uh, a sound, uh, sound crew and production team are required to shower and apply uh, deodorant before showing up to work. Otherwise, you will be. Oh my God. Otherwise, you will be a breach of contract for our, our performance contract. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was just he, that guy was. It was a tear jerking. So bad. Well, and, yeah. and here's here's the thing. You can add that to your writer. Here's here's the thing though is that like I felt terrible because like it was yes he smelled offensive right but I didn't want to come off looking like an asshole by having to move away from him or constantly keep distance because of his offensive smell. Because when you smell, you can't smell it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know if he knew, but I'm, I don't speak German very well. And like, I don't want anything to get lost in translation or just be like, Oh, well that's the fucking shithead band that, you know, told me that I smelled like shit. Like fuck those Dawson's guys. Dawson's thinking, you know? And, and it's like <laughs> on the, and it's like a regular spot on on the routing and stuff that, that we play so it was just like dude like i don't know how to put this out there but let's take the major passive aggressive route and just put it on the rider so that it's clear like hey if you're gonna be 15 minutes late 
just make sure that like you're it's because you're showering yeah yeah no, that makes i mean yeah that's just no, terrible no to like like I, I don't want to like you know you walk in when you walk into another venue you're walking into somebody else's house essentially you know like they're yeah. hosting and uh and to i always want to make sure that we leave a good impression in the way that that we conduct ourselves you know and it's really tough to especially especially with the language barrier to uh yeah it's to a be tough able one. to get things across and and uh you know without sounding like a dick and like nobody likes to be told <laughs> that they smell like shit you know so. see i don't have a problem with that i don't i don't i don't if like if i stink i want and if i don't if i don't know it i want someone to say something it's like don't be a dickhead and see that i got a piece of spinach in my teeth and not say something yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> Like I will give you that courtesy to do that, but hey, buddy, you got a little, huh? You know, it's like, <laughs> but also, and, and, like, they're, it's, they're not gonna they're not gonna shower in the middle of sound check though. <laughs> like, when do you get there? Depending late, on the venue. Like you've been you've been in the van for like nine hours driving from another country, and like you roll up and it's like ah oh, fuck like crowd comes in like an hour and we still have to eat and we got a sound check and we got to film this promo thing for you know something else and. And everything like we've got limited time like what are we gonna wait for half an hour with the, while this guy ho- goes home and showers i would have just sprayed so, him with like, cologne or something man yeah I'm pretentious dickhead. Oh, dude, i'll just i'll just maybe that's another good thing i'll just keep a bottle of uh a cologne or something like in a ziploc bag just in my <laughs> keyboard case it was just like an air freshener you put in the bathroom or something. It's not even cologne. It's just like wintergreen or like or put like Vicks underneath your nose so you don't smell anything. There you go. Vaseline Sanchez. A quick shout out to Dieter. Dieter, we'll we'll message you privately what the place is, unless Steve just wants to say it. But I don't want to get him. No, 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 no. We'll we'll hit you up. Shout out to Heavy D, by the way. Yeah. I have one more question for you. Um, What's up? I think we're going to have Henry's history lesson, but I'm trying to word this properly. What is the craziest thing that the rival sons have on their rider that you can actually tell us and not get anybody in trouble? Um, We're talking about like riders and just now about showering and stuff. What's something that you guys have on your rider that is just uh, something that we wouldn't normally think about? Um, If you have anything. It there's it I th- I can't say there's anything like you know too crazy, um, but the the thing that I think is kind of funny is like we request um, little boxes of cereals with um, cartoon characters on them. Doesn't matter what they are. <laughs> That's awesome! That's amazing. Yeah. Cartoon characters. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, is that is that out of just pure just wanting that, or is it because you guys like cereal? So you guys like kid cereal. A, cu- a couple of the guys. Um, in our in our camp like kids cereal so i know you guys like cheesers at least scott told us all about cheesers <laughs> well yeah yeah i mean we've been getting like the cheesers and stuff like after shows and everything i can't i can't oh my god i'm like the worst thing for me is to like when you're done a show and then eat a bunch of bread and cheese and just sit in your stomach and you're just like what am i doing how do you live in Europe? that's all they have is bread and cheese yeah but it's different <laughs> out there yeah but this True. is i <laughs> Man, we should we should we should talk about tour tips, man. There are so that's many good. tour tips. Do you guys want to do it? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, let me go. Let me go first. Tour tip. 
Um, when you're in New a hotel, segment. tour tips with Todd. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's Tuesday here, so tour tips with Todd on Tuesday. Um, um, when you're when you're in a hotel room and the the drapes aren't like closing perfectly, you get the hanger with the little clips on it. You know, just clip it oh. totally shut so you black it out. Oh. Nice. Oh. That's, that's gold, man. That's gold. Yeah, that yeah. is a good that's one. That's, uh, that's something that you just, I picked up on. Another tour tip, um, never order any Mexican food in Europe or the UK <laughs> ever. <laughs> unless, unless you're in Berlin. That's the For, closest. We ate Mexican food in Berlin. Yeah. So, uh. That's right, and it or was it Paris? It was some like major, major city we, where you know we had hot dogs, uh, Mexican and, hot dogs in Paris. There. It was hot dogs in Paris, tacos in Berlin, or the bur- bur- burritos in Berlin, and hot dogs in Paris. So they were yeah. burritos in Berlin. Yeah, like hot dogs in Paris dog. would be a great band name, bro. Hot dogs in Paris. I'm Yo, down, what up, dude. Hot dogs in Paris. <laughs> I think I think that band should just be you, just Steve and Todd. <laughs> oh, dude, we go yeah, back dude, and forth, and it's half it's half That'd like a comedy amazing. show and half like music. It's just Hot us showing up and winging it the entire time while eating. So it'll be it'll be hot dogs in Paris, but our logo will be a chicken wing. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just a big old cock on the on the on the screen. So, so deep. Oh, into the Why not? Well, what do you got up? You're fine. Dieter, Dieter just said that he has the Rebel Sons uh, writer from 2016. Oh shit! Hum, hummus, but not garlic. Not with garlic. Anyways, that's cool. Got holiday, and you're not garlic finish. You know, that's like garlic. No, I, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Like that's. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Any other tour tips from people? Mm, tour uh, tips. Bring extra oh, I, socks and underwear so that you can throw them away if necessary. Because they don't take a lot of time. Wool light. If you if you have to wash your, we call them chones. Yeah, um, for sure. Always go with wool light. Like uh, you know, any kind of like detergent or anything. If you do a quick wash or something, always bring a backup wool light just in case. I, I have to bring a backup shirt that's like something I sweat and Robert sweat. I mean, we all sweat a ton, but like devastating. I have <laughs> to bring a backup shirt when we play anywhere in Europe because I sweat so much that like in some most cases I can wring it out into like a cup and it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and sometimes I, I have to bring like three because like just like One loading and like sound check. Yeah. I sweat through a shirt and the show is definitely a sweat through shirt. And then I need another one for after the show. So when I meet people or talk to people, I'm not wet. Yeah. So then I'm like going through three shirts a night. And then like, if we're on like a two and a half month tour, it's like, well, I can only bring so many shirts in a bag. That's a, that's a good, that's a good one. Oh, that, oh, that's another good one. Bring a, uh, brings like a plastic bag that you can put stuff that like does get sweaty in because you don't want to just put all that sweaty stuff back into your bag. And like you, uh, some bags actually are designed to have like a, a dirty section, but like you get like one of those little plastic target bags. It doesn't take up any space yeah, and you can yeah. section things out that need to be sectioned in your bag. And I have another tip. This is a tip only for musicians that are on tour. Not, I guess that's only people that would be on tour. No, no, no well, you know, text and comedians, you know, this is just a guitar player thing. But if you sweat so much that your guitar strap is completely drenched, 
A, don't put it in your guitar case for the trip home and don't touch it for like two weeks because it comes back moldy. Yeah, that was fucking yeah. gross, dude. <laughs> that was so Oof. Uh, it's, it was disgusting. Oof. That's, that's rough. That's, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a valid point, though. Keep it out or throw it away on spot. <laughs> uh, another, another tour tip uh, for keyboard players... Um, you can pack the rest of your case if you're using like an SKB case with t-shirts and it actually helps insulate your instrument better as it's being handled by the, uh, airport employees, which is great. Ah, so kept there you like, go. And you can get more stuff over there, which is nice. But well, which also in, in Steve's case, he never brings a bag. He, Steve always has the smallest bag out of anyone. Yeah, I bring 10 days worth of clothes because I figure you should be able to do laundry at least every week. And every year I say take 14 days worth of clothes. Yes. It's going to be a lot better, but you never listen. And then you always are stuck with dirty clothes for like four days. And you throw half your clothes away for some reason. Well, I throw them away when they get too nasty or the pit stains are like too bad. Because like there's nothing like pit stains on ye- on white shirts like when it turns yellow i don't wear white shirts i only wear black shirts i wear the black v-necks i bring like 10 to 12 of them on the tour like but if you just, just bring 14 next time right All you need is 14 because i can't fit 14 in my backpack and i don't want to bring a fucking thing because i end up bringing and then bring, if you bring it in the bring a piece of luggage like everybody else yeah yeah but i don't want to have to deal with walking that shit upstairs bro. oh tour tip another tour tip from Steve on a Tuesday in on the East Coast uh, is, uh, <laughs> is bring a small bag. Like you don't need to be lugging. Like especially in Europe, there's there's a lot of places that don't have elevators or they're not made for people in today's day and age. They were made for people when the elevators were built, when everybody was smaller and didn't need as much you know fucking corn products or whatever, you know. And uh, damn corn, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, yeah, I usually bring like my big suitcase, and then I have like um, a like 40 a, liter, um, like backpack, yeah, right? like a breakout bag, yeah. And yeah. so, like, before I go into a venue, I get my stuff, like, you know, what I'm gonna wear, like, before, during, and after the show, and have it all right there, toiletries, and boom, throw it in there. So, I'm just like in and out, like, you know, no one's business. But oh, another, here, uh, snowballing it. on that real quick. Here's a tour tip: pack your toiletries in your backpack yeah. and not in your bag, because chances are you need them when you're at the show. And if your bag is at the hotel room, side note is remember that you have your toiletries in your bag when you're <laughs> flying to other Thank places. You. Because then they're going to stop you for all the liquids and stuff that you have in your bag. And when it's like seven in the morning and I'm not speaking the same language as somebody, yeah. I'll get yeah. all, yeah, of, that's all a, of your foot yeah. powder and all of your yep. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the foot G-pain. powder that I was not, I was not using you, for my feet. Okay. Can, can you, yeah. War, can you speaking tell Tom about the foot powder? Because that's a really funny story, man. I think I've said I, I brought it up. I think on on the podcast before, but yeah, I had foot powder and I was using it on uh, my nether regions, and I didn't realize that it was foot powder. And I remember saying to like Robert, and I was like, "Yeah, like I think it's doing its job, but it really stings at first. And he's like, "Really?" He's like, "I've used that before. Like it's usually like very cooling and it's nice." And I was like, 
oh, weird. And I looked at it. It was like the orange one, I think. And it was like four feet. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not using this the <laughs> right way. Should have printed that label a little bigger, bro. <laughs> so. But then it got taken away from you at the airport, so. Yeah, I, I didn't care. <laughs> well, my, my toiletry toy, tour tip is I bring two toiletry bags. I have. Oh, oh that's a good oh, one. Damn. Tour tips with Todd on a Tuesday. Um, Eastern uh, I have one bag with like the big bottles of like the beard stuff or whatever. But then when I'm at a hotel room, I get these little guys, these little suction cup guys. Mm, so like ooh. if you're at the um, in like the shower or something, like even if at a festival that it's like a little cold shower, you have to keep on pushing that button. Yeah, you just smack <laughs> you smack that thing up on there. And then you fill it up, and these are um, – you can fly with these. Nice. So oh, nice. Matter. Yeah. But, like, how long of a tour will that last you? Well, this this will last me – I mean, it depends on what it is. But I usually – like, say if this is, like, beard soap, right? Two of these will last me six weeks. Nice. Okay. That, that's know? good. You know, so I'm not – like, I bring, like a, like, a, you know, big makeup case or anything like that. I mean, I just have, like, you know, the essentials. So – that's my my little little tidbit, little oh, tidbit, little oh, tidbit. Total toiletry tidbit tour tips with Todd on. <laughs> there it is, boom. Now for some boom. more alliteration, let's listen to now, some music. Now for additional alliteration, yeah. additional alliteration. Oh, God damn. Yeah, you fucked that one up, bro. Apparently, geez. <laughs> All right. But yeah, well, Henry, uh, what you got? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting saucy, man. I, I switched from iced coffee to Tito's, so you know where oh. this is going. <laughs> I switched from iced coffee it's, to iced vodka. Right. Iced, <laughs> iced vodka. Uh, Hold on no. to your pants for the next seven minutes. Fuck yes. Okay? I'm stoked. Um, so uh, we lost another uh, another legend last week. Um, this is maybe a, perhaps a lesser known one. But, uh, but especially impactful for our bass player friends. Uh, we lost a gentleman by the name of Rocco Prestia last Tuesday, September 29th. And uh, he was the bass player for the funk band Tower of Power for, as far as I know, pretty much their whole career, uh, I think. Right, Warren? Yeah, yeah. He was one of the founding guys. Yeah, the founding member and still, yeah. like, at, at least up until recently, their bass player as well. Um, so pretty influential bass player and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, to say the least, basically, uh, specifically with sort of the finger style funk thing and, and that sort of vibe. Um, and, uh, the song I'm going to play today is off of their first album, which I think to kind of add to the impact of this is pretty awesome because he would have only been 19 years old when he recorded bass on this. Mm. Um, and uh, this first record uh, was recorded with the lead vocalist, Rufus Miller, who is different from their most well-known record, which is the self-titled Tower Power record, uh, which was with vocalist Lenny Williams. And uh, so this, this record and song is from 1970, and it's called Back on the Streets Again. Mm. And uh, rest in peace, Rocco Priscilla. Take it away. Oh, yeah. I had to come peace. 
Yeah, man. It's Damn. Fuck. Dope. T.O.P. And I, I felt like that's a great track because, I mean, uh, Rocco and, and Dave are such an iconic, like, rhythm section, at least in my mind. Like, they the go down sound. with, like... The sound with, alone like, this, is just, like, insane. It's, they're, yeah, you know, they go down with, like, the, it's, like, that that duo, the rhythm right. section, is right up there with, like, Zigaboo and George Porter. And even, like, you know, like, a, a Flea and a Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that is a... A rhythm uh, section. You almost can't mention one yeah. without the other. Yeah. Yeah. Super important sound. God. So good. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And I think yeah, both and- of those guys, when they did that record, were super duper young. Like, like Rocco was apparently 19 when he recorded that record, which is absurd. Jesus Christ. And there's so much maturity in just like yeah. the playing of that. You listen to that and you're like, yeah. that sounds like somebody who's been playing, you know, like 19. Like I didn't even know my ass from my elbow when I was 19. Like to right. be able you're, to. You're a leather Cheerio from your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have leather Cheerio from your Achilles elbow. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to nice. think of that joke and I couldn't. So I'm glad you. Uh... I like that one. That was good. That was good. Thank you, Todd. I'm going to use that later. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see who laughs at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's cool. They, it, the time just like floats. They just pick whatever the notes they feel like playing, but their sense of time together is so good that it almost like doesn't even matter. It's yeah. so locked. It still like, moves forward, you know. Right. So, so fucking locked. And yeah, just I love that stuff. Throwing in like like whatever the next level is of like the James Jamerson, Bootsy Collins, James Brown sort of vibe, like just sort of taking all of those influences to another level. Like, I mean, I'm listening to the the bass lines, especially. I mean, I was doing that, you know, before he passed away and stuff. Whenever I'd listen to this band, but even now, it's like a renewed sort of like, oh my god, just unbelievable and the consistency and it's it's not like simple stuff like it's complicated bass lines and a lot of the sort of ghost noty stuff happening and just unbelievable stuff super impactful for the genre yeah well rest in peace yeah Yeah. rocco so fun not be forgotten in the music community because you're a freaking legend oh yeah absolutely that was actually uh my first concert that i ever saw was at a nice. county fair, and I'm not sure if it was Sacramento or Santa Clara because I was like 10 or 11 years old. But uh, we, my family took me to a county fair, and we watched Tower of Power. And that was the first time like I really got into music and was like moved by music and stuff, which was pretty pretty nuts, man, because like I didn't buy a ticket to the show, obviously, because I was you know 10 or 11. But just like seeing the horn section and stuff, and like seeing everybody just grooving in the party that they fucking threw at, you know, every show, man, like holy shit, dude, what a great fucking band. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Todd, I know it's late there, but we like to wrap up our podcast by playing this game. Okay. Do you want to play this game with us? Is that cool? Um, sure. The game is called. Trump or famous musician? God damn it! You switch it every week, and I have to change. Yeah. I have to change the title every week. Yeah, because last week I, I still have the banner saved. Trump. All right, so how do you, you play didn't tell me this? No, it's to, just like, funny because I'm like I'm. I just gave up on trying to fix it in the moment. I wanted to like sync it up and be like, I wonder which one he's going to do first tonight. That was funny. <laughs> 
So I'm going to read a quote <laughs> that will either be from a famous musician or Donald Trump. And you don't have to say who the famous musician is. You just have to say whether it's Donald Trump or a famous musician. Okay. And everyone plays at the same time. So I'm going to read the quote and all of you guys answer what you think. And we, we keep track of our own scores. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they know me. Oh, yeah. Ted Nugent is in play. Kanye West <laughs> last or week. Kanye. Or Kanye. And then they know I'm constantly trying to trick people with the Trump quotes and the other things. So, you know, they are pretty ambiguous and they could go either way. All right. I'm down. Right. Let's do it. The first quote If you mind your own business, you'll stay busy all the time. Famous Donald musician. Trump or famous musician? Famous musician. Famous musician. I'm going Trump. I'm going musician. Trump. Two Trumps, three musicians. This one's another good one because I feel like it's another one in the category we're not going to be able to tell. This was Hank Williams Jr. Uh, famous musician uh, Hank Williams Jr. Nice. <laughs> Zero. Who also had some pretty outrageous things that he said. <laughs> I thought I'd find some of his quotes. Oh, I bet. Okay. Okay, so so me, me, Warren, Todd got one point right now. Me, and, no, me and Warren have zero. Uh, I, I guess me, Todd, me. and Henry have one point. Yes. Okay. It's very serious. We have you have to keep track of them. You got to be super serious too. Working on it, man. I'm drinking over here. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> You're just drinking a lot more. <laughs> wow, it's more uh, concentrated. Okay, number two. What separates the winners from the losers is how a person reacts to a twist of fate. What separates the winners from the losers is how a person reacts to a twist of fate. See, Todd, this Donald is Donald Trump or famous musician. Oh, famous Todd, musician. Th this is this is what always fucks me up too, because there's also people that have written and edited and like grammaticized books, which is kind of just a funny sentence in and of itself because I don't think that's a word. But I like um, for I, Trump, I like the sentence. That was fun. But yeah. it's uh, that's what always fucks me up is that like it might be a quote from one of his books that was edited by somebody to make it sound less moronic. So Ooh, that's a that's, good point. That's what that's what fucks with my. I'm head still saying week. Trump. I'm, I'm saying Trump famous too. musician. All right, I'm uh, going with Todd gonna, on this one. I'm going to go with Todd too because Todd has not led me astray yet, and yeah. he's saying it with a conviction <laughs> that I believe in. Famous musician. Does everyone have everyone locked in? <laughs> that is a Donald Trump quote. Oh, oh God damn it! No. Was it from a book? Was it from a book? <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, it's damn just it. on a quote. <laughs> it's on a meme. I trust or you, Todd. I trust I got it from you. A picture. We all have a point. We all have a point. We got to keep going. We all got one. All right, tied up. I just, I just didn't think that Trump would ever say "twist of fate." Yeah, just, yeah I didn't <laughs> think so either. I really didn't think so. It'd be a uh, well, you twist thought only Bob Dylan twist said that. Something else. Yeah. Be like, you know, I'm the best at twisting. I just, I twist everything. I got very twistly. Nope. Nobody, nobody twists the way that twisting. I do. It was tremendous. Fate doesn't matter. I twist everything. Keep going. Sometimes it takes years up, for a person to become an overnight success. Sometimes it takes years for a person to become an overnight success. Donald Trump or famous musician? That has to be a musician. Donnie. I'm going musician. I'm going Donnie. I'm going Donnie book. Going. That was famous musician Prince. 
Yes. Yeah, where's, where is it? There it is. Yes. Cool. Yes. I got two. Two. Yes. It's hard to do this backwards thing. I kind of, I kind of, more I was like, hi. Hey. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Hey. Oh, there we go. Wait, wait. Bring, bring, bring it down. Bring it down over to me. Bring it down. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep all the way. All the way. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked uh, it up. For, for it all up. you listeners out there, we're we're getting drunk and fucking around. We're doing, uh, we're doing the Brady how Bunch the, thing. How the, right. how the yeah. uh, Hollywood Squares or the Brady Bunch situation works here on StreamYard. Which, uh, also, thank you to StreamYard for uh, providing a free platform where we could host this podcast every week. And QSC that powers our weekly podcast. Um, we're Hell using yeah. the touch mix 16 and QSC is absolutely incredible. So love you guys. Brad Zell, you're a man, you're the man amongst men and we love you. All right. Next quote. Yeah. If you're a little different or a little outrageous, or if you do things that are bold or controversial, the press is going to write about you. If you're Trump. a little different, Trump. a little outrageous, Trump. Or you do things that are bold or controversial, the press is going to write about oh. you. Ooh. <laughs> Robert Sherman's the win. Musician. Musician. Always with the counterpick, Robert. Musician. That is Donald Trump. You guys oh. are good tonight. Yes. <laughs> Three motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck you, Robert. We got to <laughs> hate this game. <laughs> Ruthless. Eat the dust, bro. Eat our dust. Whatever, man. all right what else we got once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones you'll start having positive results (laughs) donald trump's a famous musician musician wait can you say it one more time Uh, once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones you'll start having positive results donald trump or famous musician I, I gotta say, musician. I'm changing. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Stage left, bro. Three musicians, two trumps. Uh, that but, is Willie Nelson. Yes. Oh, okay. Damn. Still got three. Whoa. Still got three. Four. Damn. In I'm doing three. this game more, Todd and Henry are tied. In doing this game more, I've realized that most people say like ninety nine percent the same shit. No one says anything original. <laughs> Well, yeah, a lot of them are just kind of universal <laughs> truths, you know what I mean? Like, unless they're, like, really fucked up. <laughs> Again, for you listeners, uh, that was Todd and Henry trying to uh, touch their uh, their Brady's over here. Digitally. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that for, hands, like, hands, the square hands. reference. Hands. No, but, like, 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 Brady Bunch... You know, it has oh, the squares. We're, we're trying so to touch your hands in the Brady's, not Martha trying to touch our and Brady's. Martha and Tom Brady are trying to fucking. <laughs> what is, what is Brady? What are these? Like, that's like that's like a, yeah. like a pseudo name for like penises. No, no, yeah, no, like like <laughs> like like, like the Brady bunch. Like the Brady bunch with the squares. Like, here's a story of a lovely lady, and she's trying to touch hands across the screen. But it's really yeah, two hands. dudes, and they are hairy. Uh, one on the chin, and one on the... And not their Brady's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Your, your, your Brady's and your, and your leather donuts, you know? What's happening over it's here good. for the sirens? Leather Cheerios, not leather donuts. All right. What was it? Okay. When I was younger, believe it or not, I was an old country guy. Just old music in general. From about kindergarten through the sixth grade, I was an Elvis fanatic. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read this again after the sirens are gone. There, I'll just they're gonna, they're coming for I'll you. I'll just mute. Henry, what note is that? Okay. <laughs> That's a high A. That's the highest. <laughs> All right. One more time. When I was younger, See? believe it it's or not, a C, I think. When I was younger, believe it or not, I was an old country guy. Just old music in general. From about kindergarten through sixth grade, I was an Elvis fanatic. I still love Elvis, but I don't walk around wearing the wigs or the jumpsuit. Trump or famous musician? I'm pretty sure I know which musician said that quote, too. This is a musician. I'm going Trump still. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure. Musician. Uh, This is famous musician Scotty McCready. Who's Scotty McCready? Uh, I think he's a country guy, or like a he was in oh, American Idol. The wrong way. Apparently Wait. not that. <laughs> there it is. So uh, do we, so do we see a, uh, a tiebreaker? A tiebreaker right. between uh, again Henry and Todd and yeah. the guest for the second week in a row. Okay, tiebreaker. Yeah, tiebreaker. Just for just for Todd and Henry. It's coming down to this. There's so much great music. For me, I'd have to say it's a toss-up between Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, and Elton John. I never get tired of listening to them and probably never will. Any album by them is bound to be fantastic. Donald Trump or famous musician? Trump. Todd got his Trump in first. All right. Well, I have to guess musician then. Because otherwise this is going to go forever. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is correct. Oh, oh. shit! Yay! Todd, you win. You win. You, you're, you're being invited back. That's what you win. Oh, you're that's awesome. I think that's. I uh, I like to Flash thank trash, the um, the uh, <laughs> the the Rec Academy and um, <laughs> you know for having me on here. <laughs> um, man, this has been fun, guys. Dude, awesome. thanks for being Dude. here, man. Fun thanks for yeah, uh, cool. taking the time out. We all just said the. All- yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Todd, thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for being on here with us. It's oh. awesome that you're here. Um, we miss you, man. And uh, it's been way too long. It's just great to know that uh, good musicians out there are uh, still alive and well. Yeah. Um, if I can just say anything, um, you know, in, like in these times right now and stuff, it's just like, just check up on your friends. Like seriously, the, the ones that you haven't talked to in months or whatever, just give them a, give them a little text or something to say, Hey, you doing good. Or just put you good. It goes such a long way. Um, because there's so many people that are just like, they're alone and they don't know what to do. I mean, yeah. there's those social people out there that are just like crying in their beds right now. Um, and they just need just someone to say, Hey, you Okay. You know, you don't have to listen to their their story. You know, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> just, they're like, oh, we all got one. The toilet we paper all got one, yeah. in February. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, still, but hey, you good? I got toilet paper for you. Yeah. <laughs> I got a roll with your name on it, bro. Yeah, just one just check, one just Brady away. Piece. But um, I got? guys. I, I hope that you guys are all well. I mean, I guess you can see you are, but you know, in your personal lives and everything. And I'm just so happy that, you know, we're getting back to a place where we can play music again and make people happy and ourselves happy as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. 
So how do we end this? <laughs> well, for, for everybody listening and everybody watching, yes, um, just to give everybody an update on what, what's going on with us and what, what's available about what's going on, I'll let Warren and Andrew take that one. Uh, we got digital download package still available this week. Do we make a code for that tonight? No. We'll do it after this. So uh, Next week we got a code. Funny code. Trump 15. Trump 15, and you'll get... <laughs> oh, no, just do pod 15, and it's 15% off the digital download package. Yeah, um, I'll get it set up. Then, what else? We have the, that Halloween t-shirt that we just did, the wizard t-shirt, which all of us want one. You know when we want oh, all I totally want, want one of those fucking shirts, man. Those things are so That's cool. That's the first thing Todd asked us about. He was like, can I get one of those wizard t-shirts? <laughs> I didn't say, like, can I get one? I'll buy one gladly. No, 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 I, no, no, no. We'll send you one. Like, it's super easy now. We got we have it all, like, set up. So, you know, it's... Uh, Streamlined. It's yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, but it's the first one where, like, I showed it to Steve and Henry, and they're like, I want one of those. Oh, right yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I got one. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Steve, so, you want to? Yeah. yeah. So uh, go check all the links in the descriptions below. Go follow Todd on Instagram. Check out his podcast. Check out the Rival Sons. Check out everything that's linked below and keep up to date. Be good to each other. Get wrecked. And uh, just a little story. Quick story before we go, because I, I am going to play us out on a tune. Um, and I remember, Todd, when we were at Irving Plaza in New York City with you yes. guys. You guys had, uh, like, so there's always, like, the song that comes on before the band takes the stage. Right? Yep. And I thought it was very fitting tonight that, you know, uh, and, and rest in peace. Um, but... I remember being at Irving Plaza after we had played, right before you guys had played, and What Is Hip came on. And so I'm going to play that right now because, like, that was your guys' entrance music to, like, one of my favorite shows that I've been a part of. And uh, and also, uh, rest in peace, Rocco. So, Rocco. Yeah. Rocco. And um, Pod 15 is live right now for our listeners on the podcast. 15% off the digital discography. Go get it right now. Pod, Pod 15. 15. Go get that digital discog, brah. And we'll see you next week. Be good to each other and get wrecked. And volume. Let's do the volume thing. This is, what this is, so is, for. Many, this is for volume. There's so many buttons. It's not for a piece later. Oh.